Yeah, NBA Strayer. How are you going? How are you going? It's Friday. 2GOF, am I right? More like Fry-yay. November 19, and I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. Uh, and I'm basically here, hanging out in Larry Armour Studios, giving you the lowdown, all the ins and outs of the NBA season while ripping Strayer a bit. That's what we do. We don't take things too seriously around here, but we do take basketball seriously. We leave all the rest of the stuff for the nerds. Ah, six games today. Bit of news. Some Ben Simmons trade chatter. Always fun. Uh, So we'll break down those games in a uh, hail of that's not an iPhone, mate. No, mate. Spud of the night. Better than Lonzo Ball. We've got Dickhead of the Week, which I believe has been replaced with Legend of the Week. Always good. And now we've got some yeah, nahs. We've got the unpopular opinion of the day. We've got our back take house. Where we're serving up a flame girl take. There's Australian Player Watch. We've got a Luke Longley role player who just does their bloody job award <laughs> to give out. And uh, the game previews and picks for the entire weekend. Love it. And we'll have another very brief diary of Stephen Adams for you this week. Just running out of time. Kills me. Anyway, let's get bloody well to it. Episode 702 of NBA Australia. Let's go. All right, support for NBA Australia is brought to you by Manscaped, the men's below-the-waist champions of the world. That's right, the grooming champs. You love it. Uh, They offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and they just launched their fourth-generation trim, the Lawnmower 4.0. The Lawnmower 4.0? Jeez, pretty good, eh? All across Australia and New Zealand. That's right. The 4.0, my God, that's a good trimmer. Tell you what, just shouted the old boy, one of these, for his 60th. That's right, doesn't matter how old you are, you got to look after your junk. <laughs> so, join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide. Hello. Shipping with the code STRAYUP at Manscaped. Oh, look, we've told you before, being one of the first folks to try the 4.0, I was blown away by it. Look, it makes life so much better and looking after your junk so much easier. Because the thing is, Manscaped isn't just the trimmer. There's a whole bunch of other men's grooming accessories as well. So go check it out. Go have a look. But I'll tell you what, the lawnmower is unreal because it's got the advanced skin-safe technology. So it means it's just like this house. No bloody nicks. No nicks. There's no nicks here, mate. No nicks here. And uh, it's got a light. I'll tell you what, that's probably my second favorite thing about the no nicks. Essentially, it comes down to the idea of if you're using the same trimmer you use on your face on your junk, that's bloody gross. Come on. Grow up, take a good hard look at yourself in the mirror, and then go, right, I'm going to take care of my junk with a nice new trimmer. <laughs> so you got wireless charging, your trim guards, it's got everything. And uh, if you, you know, splurge one of the packs, you get some great stuff in there. I'll tell you what, the ball spritz, pretty bloody good. Either way, get your own ball hair and body hair trim with Manscaped to make me time the best time. Enhance your confidence with some nice smooth boyos. And you get 20% off the free shipping with the code straight. Your balls will thank you, and so will anybody else who gets anywhere near or around them. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, so 20% off and free shipping with the code strayer at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code strayer, unlock your confidence, and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack! Oh, you better or the Dwayne Wade attack if you're LeBron. Picking Shaq over uh, LeBron right off the bat. Uh, better in what way? Gee, you how, how many books do you want to sell, Dwayne Wade and Scottie Pippen? Who's interested in Dwayne Wade's life at this point? It's like, we know what you've done. You've been a good basketball player. You literally just retired. What am I going to learn? <laughs> but I'm going to read it anyway, I'll tell you that much. Either way, he said, Shaq was a great teammate because I was young and nobody knew who I was. And Shaq grabbed me and was like, yo, I'm going to make you a somebody. I was already somebody once LeBron came around. Oh, LeBron, not as good as Shaq, confirmed. <laughs> All right, let's start today's show. The way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the daily. Whip, I oh, get it. It's a whip crack, uh, man. So it's a whip around. 
Dirk Nowitzki is getting his jersey retired. Now, I find this a bit on the nose. So January 5 against the Warriors. I know that means heaps of eyeballs will be on it. But isn't it just a bit fucky and a bit on the nose that it's against the team that his lowest fucking point came against? The I Believe Warriors? The top seed blowing a fucking playoff series to the bottom bottom eight seed? What are you doing? If the Warriors any balls themselves, they just sort of dust off the old I Believe throwbacks and uh, wear them that day. Just to really fuck with the maps. <laughs> Which would be hilarious. Now, nah, look, obviously Dirk's incredible. The 41, the Mavs jersey, that's iconic. you love to see it. And uh, well-deserved. I just think it's weird that it's against the Warriors. Like, 100%. Shouldn't you flip that on its head and have it every time... Well, have it when the Mavs play the Heat and go, Aha! The scene of our greatest triumph! <laughs> when Dirk, having lost in 06, turned the clock back and went absolutely bloody ham in the 2011 playoffs and won all the way through. Isn't that better than like, ah, oh, we shit the bed in 07 against the I Believe Warriors? Fuck. Better play against the Warriors when I retire that jersey. Anyway. OKC will be without a coach. Uh, he won't be with them to uh, on this three-game road trip starting out tomorrow. Mark Duggano, because his wife is due to give birth. Ah, isn't that nice? Good on him. It's like the opposite of Carson Wentz. He's like, ah, babe, I'm, I'm playing Jacksonville this weekend. It's really important. Really? Really, Carson? Just imagine if you Carson Wentz. You've got to live with that with the rest of your life. Uh, Mark Dagano knows what's good for him. <laughs> we'll be there. Awesome. Uh, other news, the GMs and, exec- and executives around the league are apparently trying to cover their own asses. Jeez, there's a bit of a surprise. I, for one, am wildly surprised that people in power want to protect themselves and have that power. You bunch of fucking nerds. Uh, so this is a weird one, right? So... The NBA general managers are basically trying to finalize a professional association that will collectively support execs uh, with access to legal defense funds, lawyer referrals, PR professionals, etc. Basically, it's like, oh, well, we know we keep fucking up, but I mean, it's not all our fault, is it? Idiots. So Woj uh, tweeted this out, reported on this, uh, saying that executives told ESPN that Portland's internal probe has stoked fears that organizations can make decisions to fire GMs for any number of traditional reasons and search simultaneously for ways to pursue cause violations in contracts and attempt to avoid paying out money owed. Yeah. If you want to fire somebody, that's what happens. <laughs> what the fuck? This guy's doing a bad job. He's an asshole. We want to fire him. Oh, he hasn't done anything too bad. No, he has. <laughs> I need to talk to my association. Um, look, I'm all for, uh, you know unions and collective bargaining i think it's uh it tends to help folks this one's a bit on the fucking nose because it's executives basically trying to uh instigate protections for themselves that they don't want to protect for others you know what i'm saying like oh i can't be held accountable for my actions is basically what they're trying to say they're essentially like for all the other folks who work for them and around and under them uh suddenly they're being also held accountable and they're like, oh, I'm not so sure about this. We need an association. So, yeah. Well spotted, idiots. COVID testing is uh, a little bit more ramped up here in the NBA. Apparently, they're going to increase the COVID testing for staff and players uh, throughout the holidays. Obviously, got Thanksgiving coming up in the States. Uh, I always love Americans going, oh, happy Thanksgiving, James. I'm like, what are you talking about? I have, I'm Australian. <laughs> Americans are so fucked in their head. I love them, but they're all fucked in their head. They're like, ah, happy Thanksgiving. Oh, hey, man, happy Thanksgiving. Do you guys celebrate Thanksgiving in Australia? No. Because we didn't fucking colonize it and, like, sit down and powwow with the Indians. Idiots. The Native Americans were like, whoa, hang on a second. And the goddamn, like, you know, folks out there, the pilgrims going, oh, shit, we should sit down and eat some turkey. Uh, Yeah, it didn't happen in Australia. It didn't happen in... England, it didn't happen in Europe. And Americans just have such a limited view of the world. They think America is the world. They're like, well, Thanksgiving's all around the world. We all give thanks. Shut up, idiots. We just love Christmas. (laughs) Anyway, uh, good times. Still, I fucking love Thanksgiving. It was great. So we lived six years in the States. 
and I fucking loved it. It's a great time of year. Everyone's in a better fucking mood than they usually are. And uh, turkey is fucking delicious when you make it a big sort of thing and only have it once every so often. <laughs> but, yeah, good stuff. Right, the last little bit of news. Ben Simmons. Box Hill Benny, a.k.a. Benny the Bricky. Apparently the Sixers now have a list of 30-odd players they're happy to uh, trade him for. <laughs> uh, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kareem. <laughs> um, that's fine. That also makes a bit of sense because you think about it, Benny, you know, three-time All-Star, almost Defensive Player of the Year, 30 players, that's basically the rosters of the All-Stars. And if you want to trade an All-Star for an All-Star, that's smart business. Um, the, at the same time, they also uh, saw some rumors fly out there about a Detroit trade. That's right, which would include Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant, ironically, former Sixer himself, uh, another young player, some cap filler, and a pick, which is an interesting mix because you do feel like Jeremy Grant would help uh, the Sixers a little bit now, but not really because of a bit of positional overlap with Tobias Harris. But at the same time, Grant can spread the floor. Like, they're basically, you know, Jeremy Grant feels like just kind of like a shittier version of Tobias Harris. Uh, but the young player, depending on who it would be, Killian Hayes, hooray! And a pick, who knows? <laughs> uh, to be honest, I'm going to talk about this again later, but it just feels like this is uh, how to lower expectations and make friends with your fan base, 101, doesn't it? Uh, but they're also keen on, apparently, the idea of just keeping Ben Simmons this season and then pursuing James Harden in a sign-and-trade. Uh, because remember, old fat man hoop! Brooklyn Clan! James Harden didn't sign the extension this offseason, uh, nor did Kyrie. And so Harden could feasibly just go opt out and go, right, fuck it, yeah, I could do with a trade to uh, Philly, go play with my buddy Joel. If the Nets bow out in the second round, Kyrie's just a lunatic. KD goes, all right, this is fucked, I'm out of here as well. Who knows what could happen? Uh, but I still, I'm going to talk about this later, but yeah, look, it's fun that they're basically sort of Sixers are just floating shit out now. Like, this is what happens. It's like clockwork. Every two days, he said, she she said, here we go. Um, The thing is, with that 30 players, the Sixers also did sort of reiterate the fact that there's like 5 to 10 of those 30 players that they reckon could be available in the next year or two. And a Sixers source said, this is like a multi-year thing. Yeah. Might be interesting that they might have a bit of a, I don't know, inside hot girth on Harden, but otherwise... They're just uh, placating the fan base before they trade him for, like, Tyrese Halliburton. Right, let's do some game raps. Game raps, 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 game raps. Game raps. All right, we have the Golden Seth Warriors beat Cleveland. Cleveland! In an absolute barn burner of a game. 104-89 finals rematch, wild start. Cleveland were killing him. That's right, Cleveland. Cleveland! Darius Rucker, Judy Garland just didn't miss early. That was awesome. Curry got cranking up as well. So did Belly Belita. Always funny. Uh, hilariously, Kevin Love, noted warrior killer, nailed a three to put the Cavs up, what, three at the half. Uh, but it was all Garland and Steph, right? Garland, I think, had 18 in the first half. Steph had 15. Big third quarter for the Cavs. Rubio nails a three, puts him up nine, three minutes to left. Love gets fouled on a three just after. Dean Wade finishes off the quarter with the tip in off a taco four missed free throw. Cavs are up 11. And you're like, whoa, geez, watch out. And then, you know what happens then? Nothing good. Nothing good, because then it's 13. Then it's 13. The Warriors are 13 down. The next time the Cavs scored, the Cavs were down for. So they finished the quarter up 13. They go into the fourth, and Steph just didn't like the way this was looking. He went, nah, this is fuck, and just decided to score 20 points. He hit a couple of threes. Bang, it's a seven-point game. They call a timeout. He comes out, hits another one, and the Warriors' defense is just fucking next level sometimes. As I said, the Warriors were down 13, and the next time the Cavs scored, they were down by four because they didn't score for the first six minutes. That's a half a quarter of the fourth quarter. It ends up a 36-8 to eight point quarter. And the Warriors win by 15. It was great. Damian Lee suddenly hitting shit. Steph's just dropping bombs. It was insane. 
What a turnaround. The Cavs had zero answers. Look, the Cavs are out, I think, four of five starters at this point uh, because they're out sex man. Uh, no Cheddar in this one. No Jared Allen. No Evan Mobley. So still, uh, they made a big fight. So Darius Rucker, Judy Garland, he has 25 and five. Four of 11 from three, but uh, sort of fell off in the second half, obviously. But God damn, he's good. He lights it up and he's so much fun. Rubio, Ricky Tikitata, Rubio. Goes 4 of 15. Uh, it's good to see you back, Rubio. When he hit that three, though, you're like, oh, he might turn a cotton. No, just kept missing everything else. 10 points, 5 assists for him. Ed Davis at 7 and 14. We'll talk about him later. 17, 9 and 7 for the other D Wade. Dean Wade. Where's his book? And uh, Kevin Love. 17 and 7 in a uh, I need to get the fuck out of here kind of vibe. But at the same time, the Cavs are kind of good. So he apparently has been knocked sideways by the old COVID. Now he's back and recovering, and he uh, looked all right today. So kind of kind of neat. But obviously with that many players injured and out and dealing with COVID and all this sort of other stuff for the Cavs, that threadbare bench gave him nothing else outside of love. So Warriors, Steph was incredible. 40 points. 15 and 27, he's incredible. Come on. He went 9 of 16 from 3. Fuck you. Come on. Wigo had 12 points. Didn't shoot a great. Belly Belitza did. He had 14. Damien Lee had 11. Draymond had 4 points. 14 assists. <laughs> Because he's a mad dog. Cleveland end up winning. Oh, no, losing and dropping to 9 and 8. Cleveland! Shattered. Golden State, 13 and 2. That's right. A league leading, 13 and 2. Your Golden State Warriors are back. Washington! Speaking of uh, conference leaders, oh, they're not anymore. Washington lose in Miami, 112 97. Miami started off shooting 2 of 14 from downtown in the first half, but they still led by 7. <laughs> How do they do that, Jimmy? Because they got to the bloody line. Fundamentals. You know they call them free throws for a, for a reason, mate. It was 14-4 to 4 in the first half, which was hilarious. But uh, Jimmy Butler was awesome. Bam was back as well. Uh, he was getting towed by Trez Montrez Harrell early, was our Bam. But bounce back was really, really good. He had 12-4 and 4 in the first half. Uh, Dunky Robinson goes 0-5 in the first half, all of which were from downtown. Not great, Duncan. I'd like to have a beer with Duncan if he could hit a fucking shot. What are you doing? Uh, ended up with six points on two of nine shooting. So at least you hit something there, uh, Dunky. Either way, uh, they stomped him in the third quarter. Ran away with it from there. Washington just sort of found a bit of a groove late and got it a little bit closer. But the Heat always had an answer. So this was just a really good, solid win for the Heat. Uh, looking good with sort of Butts and Lowry and Bam. But, you know, Gabe Vincent stepped up huge. Uh, for the Wiz, Beal had 30. He shot the hell out of it. He went, went what, 11 of 18? Pretty good. 3 of 8 from downtown. 6 boards, 5 assists. Kuzma had 19, 13, and 7. He went 4 of 9 from downtown. 12 of 9 for Trez, but just not enough elsewhere. So no Dinwiddie in this game. And uh, Kispert has 13. Denny Avdijar ends up with 2 of 6 from the floor for 6 points. And KCP, 8 points on 7 shots. Just not enough. Like, without Dinwiddie out there sort of just putting his big old... Uh, Nutsack out there on the floor and going, all right, fellas, we're going to win this one. Just no good. So hopefully Spencer's all right. Uh, the Heat, Butts had 32, 3, 5, and 4. Unreal. Backing up a 31, 10, and 10 triple-double with 32, 3, 5, and 4 steals. Unreal. 20 and 9 for Bam. Bam. And Gabe Vincent, I mentioned that, 3 of 6 from downtown, ends up with 18 points. Just did a little bit of something, something. And Kyle Lowry had 12 assists, 8 points. Uh, rough couple of days for the Wiz. They're now 10-5 and five and all the way down in the 4 seed. But really, Miami are 11-5 and five and equal first. So, crazy scenes there for Washington. The Clippers got their ass handed to them by Memphis, 120-108. Uh, Jar dominated this one. Memphis were up early, stayed there, kept the Clips at bay, put the foot down, got up over 20. Look, there's a little bit of a... Late rally from the Clips, but the Grizz are forcing turnovers, just doing all the right things. Jar Morant uh, doing the old tricky, ah, oh, halftime buzzer's about to go. I'll pick up the ball. I'm going to shoot from half court. Ah, oh, the buzzer sounded before I let it go. Oh, it's in. Fuck. I always love that. Uh, but, yeah, this was even right at the end. Uh, there's just another little bit of a Clippers run. Got it back under 20. But the Grizz sort of forced a turnover. Got an easy judgment boom bucket, and uh, it was a game over. Uh, Paul George has 23 and 6. Reggie Jackson has 18 and 5. The Duckman, Luke Kennard, 15 points. He shot 6 of 8. Bledsoe only played 25 minutes and stunk it up. T-Man and uh, our man Boston Jr. couldn't get anything going either. They went 4 of 18 between them. The Grizz jar had 28, 5 and 5. Shot 13 and 21 from the floor. 
He was awesome. 18 each for uh, Brooks and Triple J. Dylan Brooks was pretty good. Triple J, he also went 3-7 from downtown. Also had four blocks. Did Jaron Jackson Jr. Nice one. Boone at 16. Uh, Clark has 14 and 5 off the bench. Good, well-rounded win for the Grizz, as predicted on this year program yesterday. Uh, because I feel like the Grizz just, as long as they actually shoot okay uh, and don't have their defense fucking, you know, give up the ghost pretty badly. Like, the Clippers still shot 46% from the floor and 41% from three, but if Memphis are actually good from the floor, they shot 54% and 42% from three. They win those games uh, just because their offense is fucking really potent when it's on. But the thing is, it needs all of their guys to shine, and that's what happened today. So good on them. Big win. San Antonio had a big loss to the T-Wolves. 115-90. Cat was on fire early, set the tone. And the Wolves are up 14 after one, and that was it. <laughs> Seriously, that was it. Cat was out there busting up everybody they threw at him. I think he had 19 points in the first half, and uh, no one could get anything going for the spurt. Like, Devin Vassell was the only bloke who could hit a shot, it felt like, for most of this game. They were in struggle town all night. The Wolves put the boot in the fourth quarter, run away with it by 25. There you go. Vassell off the bench has 18. Nobody else is any good. Like, Lonnie Walker goes 5 of 17, 1 of 10 from 3 for his 12. 2 of 12 for DeJunte Murray, and no one else did shit. Ugh. The Wolves' cat finishes with 25, 12, and 5 because he's good, and he was going up against Jakob fucking Pertle. <laughs> sometimes that's the uh, the cure for what ails you because essentially they started Cowden Johnson and Drew Eubanks in the uh, front court to the uh, Spurs. Cat looked at them and went, mmm, roast chicken. Uh, like, Derek White had four points on four shots in 23 minutes. Just nothing going for the Spurs. Uh, the Wolves' cat, the 25-12-5, came in the 38. He went three or four from downtown and just lined up a beautiful long three early. Uh, Malik Beasley has 15. D'Lo at 22 points. Oh, Jimmy must have been pretty good. Six of 19 shooting. Thanks for coming, D'Lo. 13-5-6 for the Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards. Yeah, 5-11 for him. Four turnovers on uh, six assists, but two steals and two blocks for Ant-Man. Love that. 13s each for Torian, the Red Bull Prince, and Jada McDaniels. Good win for the Wolves. They're now 6-9. and nine. Nice. And the Spurs. That's right. The San Antonio Bandera Spurs are 4-11. That's a big, big hole, isn't it? That's like they're now in 13th in the uh, West. They're already two games behind the Kings and the Wolves and the Thunder. Yeesh. Anyway. I think it's four on the trot they've lost, too. Uh, so there you go. And then the last two games, Philly beat Denver. What? 103-89. Weird game. First five minutes of this, Jokic came out. He'd score, outscored, out-rebounded, out-assisted all the starters combined. But then the Sixers sort of figured it out a little bit. And this is what they do. Without Embiid, without Ben Simmons, without Ozzy Matty T, they fight and fight and fight. A maxi bucket later, you know, much later in the quarter, and the Sixers have the lead. And then they kept it because Charles Bassey went fucking off in the second quarter. He was awesome. Gets all the raps in the world from Doc Rivers after the game. Tobias Harris and George Niang went ham in the third quarter. And after Mike Malone got tossed, like the Nuggets had just pulled it back, like under, I think into single digits again. And the Sixers just took control again from there. They're up 18 with three minutes left in the third. Like it was incredible. Like the Sixers were just tenacious on D. This is just a tribute. Uh, good movement everywhere on offense. Like, seeing Tyrese Maxey sort of orchestrate this Philly team is really fun. Like, it really is. Uh, and then, boom. Like, their bench was unreal. Like, Jokic played all 12 minutes of the third quarter, and the Sixers held him to a pair of free throws, and that was it. Like, it was a hell of a fucking quarter. They were awesome. And uh, they ran away with it from there. Like, especially at that point, I think the bench had 22 points for the Sixers. The bench for the Nugs had three. Then Bones Highland hit two free throws. But Bassey dunked to open the fourth, and it was a 28-5 bench difference. Jesus. And the Sixers are up 22, and then they ran away with it from there. That was insane. What a win. What a win. Like, Joker goes off. He has 30, 10, and 7. But as a team, they shot 36%. Will the Thrill goes 19, 9, and 8. But everybody else was horrible. Like, 4 of 13 for Air Gordon. Monty had 11 points, but it came on 5 of 13 shooting. And the Sixers, like, Maxi had 22 Seth the shit one Curry bounced back in big way with his 20, 17 and 7 for Tobias. And even with Andre Drummond in foul trouble early, like Joker just got his. Andre Drummond got killed. He came back on, got a rebound. That was his 9,000th rebound. 54th player to ever do it. 
He was in foul trouble. He stunk, but they actually won. Which sort of goes with my uh, my vibe of Andre Drummond. You play him less, you have a better chance of winning. That's how it goes. Uh, but the bench was awesome for the Sixers, right? 12 each for Bassey. He also had seven rebounds and three blocks. Shake had five rebounds and four assists and two or four from downtown in his 12. Corkmaz had three assists, a beautiful one to Bassey at the start of that fourth. Uh, so the three of those dudes combined for 29 points. Massive, massive, massive stuff for Philly. Uh, they break the five-game losing streak. Then uh, now 9-7. and seven. Denver dropped to 9-6. and six. And the last game of today, Utah beat the absolute pants off of Toronto, 119-103. The Jazz weren't really playing great, but they were shooting the shit. They were shooting like 60% for a lot of this game. Uh, Whiteside at one point had more points than the entire Raptors bench. Uh, but really, like, Jingles was orchestrating everything for the Jazz, and that really separated them from Toronto. Rudy Gay playing his first uh, game for the Yaz. Just he helped grab this game by the fucking scruff of the neck in the third, and they just didn't let it go. Raps just couldn't find any rhythm. No easy buckets against the Jazz D, and yeah, boom, on the other end. Utah, you got Jingles throwing awesome passes. You got Donnie Mitchell doing a bit of everything, catching lobs. Rudy and the two Rudys. Oh, what are the odds you could have both dudes named Rudy on the same fucking team? What a wild, what a wild world we'd live in. They were crushing it. And Utah run away with it. Gary Trent Jr. That's right. Terrence Trent Darby Jr. 31 points. 5'11 from deep. Seems like he sort of turned a bit of a corner of late and he's uh, really lighting it up. 24 and 4. 24, 4 and 4. There you go for Fred Van Vliet, the fighting Van Vliet. But uh, a bit of a mess elsewhere. Birch had 14. Scotty B, 10, 6 and 6. Not quite good enough. 5'11 uh, for him. S- missed his two threes and. Uh, they spoke to Nick Nurse after that. He's like, yeah, man, I want him shooting more threes. Fuck yeah. Good on him. Siakam was a mess, though. 14 shots for four points. He's going to pop up again in a second. The bench, I mentioned that. They were rough as guts, too. 7 of 26 combined and 2 of 13 from three. Gross! Donnie Mitchell had 20 and four uh, steals. He was bloody good. Rudy Gay, uh, Rudy Gobert, this that was. has 14 and 11. How many times do you reckon I'm going to fuck up Rudy and uh, Rudy Gay and Rudy Gobert? It's going to be a lot. Oh, yeah. They got Rudy, Rudy, Royce. What are you doing? Jazz, you're fucking killing me. Uh, 16, 4, and 3 for Royce. And now Rudy Gay in that Jazz debut, though. 5 of 6 from downtown. 7 of 8 from the floor. 20 points. 5 rebounds. And Joey Ingles goes for a uh, 10, 7, and 8. Absolute barn burner. Toronto, they dropped a 7 and 9. Utah up to 10 and 5. And now let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. That's not a night. That's Jimmy Butler. Ah, oh, Jimmy Butler again is beaten out by an insane performance. So yesterday it was Giannis and uh, Jimmy Butler at his 31, 10, and 10 triple-double. Amazing. Today, Jimmy Butler was incredible when they beat the shit out of Washington. Unfortunately, Steph Curry went absolutely fucking ham. That's right, Jimmy Butler. It's a trap. I'll tell you that much. It's a trap. Uh, but Steph, look, as mentioned, they go into the fourth quarter, down 13. Uh, this is then what happened next. Steph three, Steph three, Steph three. Damian Lee hits two. Steph assisted Damian Lee bucket. Steph two, Steph two. Damian Lee three, Damian Lee two. Steph two. Steph uh, throws an assist to uh, Juan Toscano Anderson for a bucket. Steph scores another three. Scores. Steph scores another two. Game over. They run away with it and kick the fuck out of the Cavs. 40 points for Steph. 20 in the fourth quarter. He also had six assists and two steals. He shot 15 of 27 from the floor. I'm no math magician, (laughs) but that's pretty bloody good. And nine of 16 from downtown. Fuck you. The craziest part is he goes one of one from the free throw line. He's now the only player in NBA history to have at least three 40-point games with one or less free throw. That is absolutely unreal. Jeez. But this fourth quarter was just fucking ridiculous. I'm watching it going, what? How is he? God damn. How are the Cavs blowing this? <laughs> and sometimes you just watch the Steph Avalanche and there's not much you can do about it. And like a shorthanded Cavs team, look, they'd put up such a good fight and then Steph just goes, nah, fuck his Boom. 20 points in the fourth. Unreal. That is easily. The old, that's not a knife. This is a fucking knife, Darius Garland. Ah, uh, what have we got? Spud of the night next. Oh, jeez. Spud, 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 sp
spot of the night. Bones Highland, 0 of 7 and 0 of 5 from downtown, but we don't really rag on the rookies, do we? 2 of 12 for DeJunte Murray. I mentioned that. Brutal, but this one's got to go to Pascal Sikkim-Siakam. I mean, slow return, you're going to get this on the big jobs, right? Like the 2 of 12 for DeJunte, you knew that a bad shooting night for him was coming because he'd been so efficient. But Siakam, up and down since his return, this was a big down. 2 of 14! Pascal Sikkim-Siakam... 0 of 4 from downtown, 5 assists. Jimmy, that's not bad. He also had 4 turnovers. Oh, geez. 4 points on 14 shots. Yeesh! That's a brutal one. Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? My favourite part of today might have been when Draymond and uh, Darius Rucker, Judy Garland, were just like holding each other's arms in front of Ed Malloy as they're both yelling at him. He's like, no, you let go. No, you let go. It's like, just kiss. Just kiss already. Jeez. Um, but they they also may, maybe became like best mates. I don't know. But Joker was definitely old mate no mates today because you are shorthanded yourselves, the Nuggets. Uh, you're playing in Embiidless Sixes and all Nuggets fans have done all day is say that Embiid is ducking Joker when, you know, Embiid's got fucking COVID. Meanwhile, Charles Bassey goes out and fucking kicks the shit out of the Nuggets. And Joker's just like, I had 30, 10, and 7. What the fuck are you idiots doing? Jesus. And Will the Thrill's like, well, I nearly got a triple-double. He's like, yeah, thanks, Will. Now go fucking eat some soap or something. But Jesus, everybody else, Air Gordon. Cripes. Absolutely brutal. So, old mate, no mate. It's definitely Joker today going, God damn. I just need one of you idiots to stand up a little bit. Anyway, pantsing of the night. Oh, this is a bit of a rough one. Uh, This could also be old mate no mates because he's got no mates today. Not basketball. Tim Payne. Oh, geez. That was brutal and gross. I don't know. Rule of thumb. Just don't send a dick pic to someone who's not your wife. (laughs) That's... That's basically where, if you're the captain of the Australian cricket team, or anybody, it seems like a fairly easy thing to go about. Like, far be it, though, for any of us to say shit about someone else's messages. Like, I mean, I've said a lot of dumb shit over the years, uh, but, yeah, that was pretty gross. Like, that's Ray Allen territories. You know, between your, what is it? What was the Ray Allen grossness like between you, your your tongue and your clit? And you're like, oh, Ray. Oh, no. Ray, stop it. But, yeah, definitely pantsing because you're sending dick pics and you are stripped it. Well, you lose the Australian captaincy. Uh, you're definitely old mate no mates because just imagine. <laughs> like, how would your mates react to this if this came out about you when you were the captain of the Australian cricket team? Like, I'm just trying to picture Alan Border trying to send dick pics. <laughs> Where would we be without AB? Well, where are we now without TP? I don't know. Right, going into the ashes, it's a bit fucky. But anyway, uh, Tim Payne, definitely old mate, no mates, and a big, big panting of the night. A self-panting as well because he's sending dick pics. Ugh. That's been Cricket Australia. <laughs> Better than Lonzo Ball. <coughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Uh, today's better than Lonzo Ball, Tyrese Maxi. I'm really kind of mentioning him in passing, but the way he controls his Sixers team t- sometimes, uh, in a game like this, up against a vulnerable, there you go, yeah, vulnerable Nuggets team where they're missing two of their three best players, Obviously, the Sixers don't have Simo. They don't have Aussie Matty T. And obviously, no Embiid. Maxi just goes, all right, boys, jump on my back. 22 points. Goes 9 of 15 from the floor and 2 of 3 from downtown. But what I love about him, four rebounds, four assists, one steal and one block. Just does a little bit of everything. Like, you would watch Maxi last year and be like, oh, yeah, cool. Fun bench gunner. But the way he sort of sets up this team and... Uh, like leads and sets a tone is fucking awesome. I love me some Tyrese Maxey. Can you tell? <laughs> Dickhead of the week. Dickhead of the week. 
I didn't really want to throw a dickhead of the week out there, so I'm going to go with Legend of the Week, Greg Popovich. Um, look, rough year so far for uh, Pop, and it's it's nice to know that he's pretty self-aware. So I think he was asked about um, how close he's getting to the most career regular season wins as a coach, uh, getting close to Don Nelson. And Pop was then sort of, well, you know, what's the key to your success then? And Pop's like, well, key to my success? Draft Tim Duncan. After that, stay alive, <laughs> which I love because I remember like someone uh, trying to point out like uh, Kuminga during the Warriors and like the Warriors having the Wiseman pick and then the Kuminga and Moody picks. It's like, wow, how often does a good team get to add like a really awesome player? It's like, well, Tim Duncan joined fucking David Robinson on the Spurs. That seemed like a pretty good one because it then led to 20 plus years of franchise success. But either way, I do love that Greg Popovich understands uh, why he has so many of those wins. What a legend. That's good. Pop, look, sometimes he's great value. I love that. All right, let's do some Yanaz right after this. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some Yanaz. They're brought to you by thedailylicker.com from East Ninth Brewing. Tell you what, going to get around some tins this weekend. Uh, if you're in Melbourne, it's party time. Lockdown's over. As of today, we can just about do everything. Oh, i still got to wear a mask in shops, though, man. Uh, either way, but don't waste your time going to the bottle and having to wear a mask, which you still do. Bring the bottle over to you, Rona-free, with the thedailyliquor.com. They'll drop it all off at your door. All those beers, wines, cocktails, everything you need. Just go check them out. The party packs are incredible. The selection's awesome. I love it. All the beers, the Lick Pier ginger beer as well. Either way, nobody has to miss out. You can get right around it, celebrate an awesome NBA season and our freedoms. When you bang in the code Straya, you get a free sixer as well. How good is that? On your mate Jimmy, you get a free sixer of the Dos Blocos XPA, the Dos X. God damn, the Red Devils go down easy too. So check out the thedailyliquor.com right now. Be over 18. It's for the Melbourne metro area, and you get same-day delivery if you order before noon. So go get a sixer on your mate Jimmy. Thank us later when you're neck and tins. Right. Yeah, nah, it's Brett Pierce. Love Brett. Yeah, nah, Adam Silver won't invite Paddy Mills to the three-point contest this year because he doesn't want to upset his cash cow, Steph Curry. Yeah, nah, look, I had this uh, thought the other day. I was like, I wonder what the excuses are they're going to trot out to uh, freeze out another Aussie from the three-point comp. And Paddy's just been going absolutely ham. So he hits, what, nine threes the other day, six yesterday. Steph is out there just going, holy shit, Steph. Oh, man, he's coming from a title. So the American Patty Mills, a.k.a. Steph Curry, has had to kick up his game a notch. He saw it today against the Cavs. So, yeah, nah, nah. Like, Adam Silver won't invite Patty Mills to the three-point comp because he won't. Anti-Australian bias. The no-bloody Aussies. The NBA. That's how they roll. That's a good one, Brett. And uh, don't worry. I'm going to uh, start a campaign to get Patty Mills to the three-point comp. Fuck yeah. Uh, he's going to pop up again later in the Patty Mills Game Double or Game Day Twitter check-in as well. Uh, is this about right for the whiz, Jimmy? The four spot? Yeah, nah. It feels like it, right? Yeah. Like, I called it. Last weekend, Like they got their balls tickled by everybody. They dropped two straight the last couple of days, and bang, they're down in fourth. Right there in the mix, though, which feels right. Like, everybody go, Jeez, they might be right. Pretty good. Like they're fine. They're deep and they're talented enough to hang with just about every team. So it does feel like top five, top six in the East is easily their landing spot. Uh, but you saw today, without Dinwiddie, it gets a little bit tough against really, really good quality competition. But look, they can still put up a fight. And if they're all healthy, they're all on fire, Like they're going to be good. So color me impressed by this Washington roster and how well it's playing. That's basically where we're at. Jimmy, the Thunder, they're tanking the right way, right? Yeah, nah. Yeah. Like, it's weird, right? The, the Thunder, who are 6 and 8, people are like, nah, I don't really even like that team. They're pretty tough to watch. It's like, what? Meanwhile, the Rockets are paying John Wall to not play basketball. 90 million bucks this year and next across the two years. That's how much he's owed. They're 1-14, and, and they are an absolute basketball abomination. Dante Exum should be on this team. Dante should also be on Detroit. Dante should also be on Cleveland. That's right, Cleveland. Cleveland! Pretty much any team that's kind of like, ugh, 
Right, who are we trotting out there today? Give me a 26-year-old who's barely played any fucking basketball because of injuries, and if he can stay healthy, is wildly talented. Get him out there. What are you doing? But OKC are doing it the right way because they're giving their young dudes heaps of reps. They're showing the rest of the league what those young dudes can do, and they've still got an absolute fuck ton of draft picks to come. But they're also sort of playing well enough that they might not be draft picks that supplant their existing pretty good dudes. So they're letting their dudes develop. It's kind of the perfect tank. But also, fuck them because they stole my Sonics. Finally, last one. Uh, Before the inevitable uh, Simmons camp or Woj or Shams leak that we get tomorrow or uh, Sunday... Ben Simmons gets traded before uh, between December 17 and the trade deadline in February, right, Jimmy? Yeah, nah. Yeah. I think he has to, right? Like, the Sixers can be like, oh, nah, man, look, this is a multi-year thing, bro. Like, there's five or ten dudes that we reckon would be up for a trade at some point in the next two years. You can say that all you fucking want. At the same time, you'll see pressure come from internally in the Sixers about like, uh, hey, are we really going to waste a max slot on our roster on a fucking no-show in a year of Embiid's prime when we could turn that no-show into, I don't know, someone <laughs> like who might help us win fucking now. And I think that's why you're seeing the leaks of, oh, they thought about Jeremy Grant. They talked about Jalen Brown. They're basically trying to set Sixers fans up to lessen their expectations, to sort of talk about the way when they say difference makers. Like, well, the difference maker is the way it sets up our franchise to compete for many years to come. That sort of shit, right? You'll get the Sixers fan base to lessen their expectations from James Harden to Jeremy Grant, and then you'll find a middle way where hopefully it just ends up for you guys, De'Aaron Fox. Um, still, I just feel like it's like whatever they can pry from Sacramento, I think that's where he ends up. I don't know why. It just feels like they've got enough moving parts. They're not good enough. They want to be better. Similar vibes for Detroit. Look, he and Cade Cunningham could be actually kind of fun. And they do have enough sort of little bits and bobs. Or I don't think they want to, like, give up a Sadiq Bay. But if Jeremy Grant, Killing and Hayes, maybe something else in there, and their pick, like... Daryl's going to be looking at that and going, well, that's my fucking bottom of the barrel offer. So that's my actual floor. If I can get something better than that, I'm going to pull the trigger. So who knows what could happen there. Unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Um, I do still think that the Sixers and Simo are just like fucking this royally. But I also find it really weird that everybody else out there in the world, if they're going to just fucking not show up to work and their boss is like, all right, you got a medical certificate? They're like, nah. They don't expect, like, any repercussions. I mean, that's fucking stupid. Grow up, Ben. (laughs) But look, at least the nice thing this week is that we haven't really copped any more of the... uh, Outside of, like, we saw the... Because they're on the road, right? They're over there in Denver. It makes it a lot less in your face, especially with the reporting. You got the Detroit thing today from the Inquirer. You got the athletic thing today about the 30 players he could be traded for. Otherwise, it's kind of like, at least we're not here fucking debating about his mental readiness and all that sort of shit, which just fucking sucks, and I hate that side of it. So, All right, let's do an Outback Takeouts, though, shall we? It's Friday at Outback, you know what that means? Oh, yes, time for some icy cold 4 for 1 TGIF. Oil drum cans full of icy cold Foster's Lager. That's right, we actually sell them over here in the USA. These giant cans of Foster's Lager, just like in The Simpsons. Weirdly enough, not back home, because no one drinks this fucking horse piss, but we'll flog it off to you idiot yanks. Only at Outback. And today's Flame Grilled Toke is... Adam Silver and the NBA are fixing Warriors games in order to get better ratings. They know that Steph is the golden goose, so what's good for the Warriors is good for the NBA. You can't fucking tell me that 36-8 in the fourth quarter is actual fucking scoring. If you are, you're bloody than high, you're higher than Mount Kosciuszko, mate. What are you doing? 
only an Outback. I did love that people are actually now losing their minds about, oh, the, well, the NBA, like, oh, the rule changes are helping Steph. He had one free throw attempt today and still had 40. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. All right. Take a quick break. Be back in a second with the Australian Player Watch right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys. This is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do it. Chris Paul, NASA Commander Scott Kelly, Reddit co-founder Alexis Ohanian. Ohanian, there you go. What have they all got in common? Well, they've all got incredible experiences and they've created audio courses to teach you what they've learned on Knowable, which is a new app where the world's top experts teach new skills in bite-sized audio courses. It's like Spotify for learning stuff. I love it. The squid hates it. Every time he hears it, he's like, Dad, time's a French story time. I'm like, fuck. I'm so sick of uh, Percy and the giant pumpkin. Enormous pumpkin. My bad. Uh, the bloke from NASA talks to you about space. Oh, can't wait to get stuck into the, the last uh, Expanse book. Uh, Chris Paul talks about the performance benefits of a plant-based lifestyle, and Alexis Ohanian teaches how to launch a startup. There's over 100 other experts waiting to teach you something new. So if you're keen on learning some new stuff today, download Knowable, bang in the code Strayer, and get 20% off getting smart. How good is that? I love them. Right, straight player watch jingles. In that win over Toronto today, 10 points, 4 of 8 from the floor, goes 2 of 6 from 3. Uh, looked pretty good, though, because he had 7 rebounds, 8 assists, and a steal. And as I said, was really sort of orchestrating that Utah offense at a time when they just felt a little bit sloppy, they felt, felt a little bit wonky, but they just sort of kept scoring and they kept up their... Their shooting was amazing. So 55% from the floor they end up. And Jingles had one turnover to those eight assists. So he was a plus 20 in that time, which I think was uh, third best on the team. So bloody good. Uh, obviously, no Benny or Ozzy Matty T for the Sixers. Ozzy Matty T still out with the COVID, which stinks. And uh, Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landale also still out with the COVID as well. So a no-show for the Spurs, which stinks. But either way, look, Hopefully we get Aussie Matty T and Jock back soon enough and uh, Benny goes somewhere and we can talk about more dudes in the stream. Play watch. Right, what about the Luke Longley Memo- uh, Memorial bloke who just does their bloody job award? One of my all-time favourites, Ed Davis. You saw him pop up today. And he wins the Luke Longley bloke who just does their bloody job role player of the week award. Because, I mean, in the second quarter, the Cavs are going great guns. Look, it was maybe getting a bit wonky there for them for a second. He dropped six straight. He finishes 3 of 3 from the floor. Ends up with 7 points, 14 rebounds, an assist, and 2 blocks in 28 minutes. Ed Buddy Davis, he started against Brooklyn the other day as well. He's only played 5 games. The Cavs are like, ah, oh, shit. Jared Allen's out. Evan Mobley's out. We've got Ed Davis. <laughs> he's, all, he's played for 8 teams at this point, has our man Ed. And the weird part about it is, I think that every team that he leaves then basically kind of gets worse without him. You know? Like, pretty good, uh, like a really, really solid career. He was like the 13th pick back in 2010. And, uh, you know, has a couple of sort of weird years in Toronto, then Memphis, then that odd year on the Lakers. And then he was in Portland, Brooklyn, Utah, Minnesota. And I swear, every time he's left... The year after, that team has gotten shitter. So Cleveland are like, we just need to keep him. <laughs> he does his buddy job. He's the old guy. He's the mentor. He crushes it. And I love me some Mayor Davis. There you go. Just ask today just to step in. No go the throw, Jared Allen. Ed, can you start? He's like, not a problem. Can you get us 14 rebounds? Oh, yeah, no worries, mate. Bang. Off he goes. Patty Mills, game day ball. Game day Twitter check-in. Uh, Patty Mills asked after the uh, game yesterday about his cold shooting stretch. Uh, he replied, I just moved to New York. I haven't gotten any warm clothes yet. <laughs> That's so good. Patty, you legend. Right. Game previews for the entire weekend. Game previews. Game previews. Oh, thanks, Inverting Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. Excited for the weekend? Ah, oh, mate, you better believe it. I got a mate's birthday tonight. 
go hang out, nick some tins, and then head up to Ballarat for the weekend for the old boys' 60th. Go hang out in the bush and drink some tins. <laughs> How good is it, though? I think on the uh, weekend of his 60th, you don't have the, uh, you know, people caps in places. That's good. Exciting. Get all the family together and sink some beers. Right, the picks today are shithouse day. One of the, easily the worst uh, day of the year so far. And I kind of knew it. And very smartly stayed away actually putting any money on uh, yes, uh, today's games. Because they all felt a little bit weird, right? So we go one of six today. The only one we actually hit was, I believe, the Memphis game. Where even that, I believe they're underdogs at home against the Clippers. Yeah, they're one and a half point underdogs. Uh, whereas... Minnesota was maybe a bit of a... Look, you just can't trust Minnesota. Washington, look, they did hit some shots, but without Dinwiddie, Miami covered that one. And Golden State... Oh, wait, no, I won that one. Holy shit. Wait, what am I doing? I did pick Golden State. Ha-ha, two of six in my face. (laughs) Shit, I didn't notice that. All right, so we're 125 of 221 for the season. Glad I double-checked my work that that time. But either way, yeah, Toronto, Utah. I thought Toronto would be closer. I thought Denver would take care of Philly, uh, but here we are, two of six. What can you do? Now let's do some. Uh, see if we can have a really good weekend like we did last weekend, where I think on the Saturday I went nine of eleven. So tomorrow we've got Charlotte hosting Indy. The Hornets are only two and a half point favorites against Indy, and I'm not entirely convinced why it's only two and a half. I think Lamelo can easily have a good game against Indy. Go hammer and tongs, and Gordy Hayward needs a big bounce back. And I just don't think India have the horses right now and they just don't have the form to be on the road and kick the crap out of a pretty half-decent team like Charlotte who are riding pretty high. So I'll take the Hornets. Golden State go to Detroit on a back-to-back just up the road from Cleveland. They're seven-and-a-half-point favorites out of the Warriors. I was tempted to take Detroit and then I realized that they're shit and fuck that. Uh, the Lakers! Plus one-and-a-half in Boston. I'm going to take the Lakers. I think... Uh, we've got a pretty interesting game on hand here. So with Rusty, with AD, I think all the talk this week after getting beaten by Milwaukee, I feel like the Lakers can win this. I hate it, and I'd rather them like lose. I just think there's a sneaky Lakers win here where if no Jalen Brown, the Lakers might be able to contain Jason Tatum just a little bit or at least contain the rest of their dudes and actually beat Boston. So I'm going the Lakers plus one and a half. Orlando, go to Brooklyn. Orlando are 12 and a half point underdogs. I'll take that. Orlando just played Brooklyn pretty tough. Uh, same with the Knicks. I don't know what about it, what it is about New York City, but Orlando just played good up there. So I'll take the Magic Man plus 12 and a half. OKC are also 12 and a half point underdogs. They're in Milwaukee. This is a bit trickier. I feel like Milwaukee are the sort of team who, if they're going to kick the fuck out of you, they're going to really do it. So I'm going to take the Bucks minus 12 and a half. I think we get another big Giannis game. I think Giroux and Middleton can really find their range against OKC, and I just don't. I was tempted to take OKC plus 12.5 because they do play teams tough, but this feels like one of those ones where Milwaukee score like 112 and it's 83 for OKC. Clippers, they go to the Pelicans. Clippers on a back-to-back of three-and-a-half-point favorites. I don't really like that, but I think I'll take the Clippers just because the Pelicans are the Pelicans, and they're an absolute rabble. So I'll take the Clippers. Chicago playing Denver. Denver on a back-to-back. Chicago on the road. I'm going to take the Bulls plus three and a half. I think we've got a big Demar Levine game, and we saw you know Joker go hammer and tongs today, and it didn't matter. So give me the Bulls plus three and a half. Dallas in Phoenix are eight and a half point underdogs. If Luca is back, they cover. If he's not, they don't. So I'm going to take. I'm going to just take Dallas plus eight and a half. Their dudes play tough. Phoenix are riding high on a massive win streak. I think Dallas just cover this, but just lose. Sacramento, they host Toronto. I'm going to take the Kings. Oh, I hate saying that out loud. But Toronto on this big road trip, you know, losing in Utah, they just looked a bit scrappy. I think Sacramento might be able to pull this one out. So I'll take the Kings minus three and a half. Sunday, starting at 9 a.m., we've got a rematch of the 1994 NBA Finals. The Knicks hosting the Rockets. I'm taking the Knicks. Head-to-head, that's easy. Indy play the Pelicans. They're hosting, and I'm going to take the Pacers because the rabble are a rabble. Miami, they go to Washington to reverse today's game. I'm going to stick with the same result. Miami win. Atlanta host Charlotte. I think Charlotte uh, lose this one after uh, beating Indy. I think Atlanta are just going to look pretty good for a little bit of a run here, just saying. So give me Atlanta. Boston host OKC. I'm going to take OKC. 
Both teams on a uh, weird back-to-back. OKC going from Milwaukee. This is a trap game for Boston. After uh, If they lose to the Lakers, it could get go from bad to worse and they lose to OKC. I'm just saying. Milwaukee host Orlando. Both teams on a back-to-back, but Milwaukee at home. I'm taking the Bucks. Memphis, they go to Minnesota. Huge game for both teams. I think if Minnesota can pull this one off, their season isn't lost. If Memphis can win this one on the road and prove that they're half-decent and their you know, offense can stand up to someone like Minnesota, give me Memphis. Portland host Philly. I think the should they just send CJ McCollum and Robert Covington on the plane back to Philly with them? What do you reckon? I'll take the Blazers. Thank you. Uh, Utah, go to Sacramento. Oh, LeBron's also going to be back for that. Uh, he's 50-50 still for that Boston game. And if they're one and a half, if he's back, yeah, give me fucking Lakers in a heartbeat. Uh, Utah, Sacramento. Look, always a bit squirrely, but Utah will win this. Uh, I'll take the uh, Yaz even in the uh, California state and playing capital of Sacramento. So give me Utah. Monday, starting at 7.30 in the morning. Dallas, go to the Clippers. I'm going to take the Mavericks. Bit of revenge for uh, last year's playoffs. Lakers, they go to Detroit. I'll take the Lakers there in a heartbeat. Knicks play Chicago in Chicago. I'll take the Knicks. I think that'll be fun. Tibbs going back to his old stomping ground again. I reckon they get a win. Phoenix, they host Denver. I'm going to take the Suns there. Uh, Aiton versus Joker should be really fun. And Golden State host Toronto. I think the Warriors win this. Oh, geez, not looking good for Toronto at the moment, is it? No, it's really not. So there you go. That's a big weekend. What's that? That is like 23 games. So we'll see how we go. Going to enjoy that. I'm going to enjoy watching them on my iPad up in uh, Ballarat. <laughs> nice. All right, that's it for this week and today. We'll be back on Monday to wrap up the entire weekend for you. So in the meantime, follow us on Twitter, Face the IG, all over the socials. Check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. Chopping it up about NFL stuff. Go check out World Wrestling Australia with our man Adam over on YouTube. Always a good time. Uh, FWCIE on Twitter as well. Uh, check out nbastraight.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Check us a rating review on your podcast app. Manscaped.com. Use the code STRAYA. Get 20% off and free shipping. TheDailyLiquor.com. Get a free six with the code STRAYA. And Knowable. Get 20% off with the code STRAYA in the App Store. Boom. Big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. But also a huge thanks across the board go to Joshua Delarantis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Ramshackle are launching their vinyl EP at the Gasso this Saturday. No restrictions, so go in there. Knock back a few, have a dance. Uh, so smash all those bands on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Apple Music, Spotify, however you listen to tunes. NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. Right, um, let's finish off with a brand new diary of Stephen Adams, a really quick one, and uh, we'll catch you on Monday, you dickheads. Have a good weekend. All right. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, Hosen. Oh, Kira, Brew, uh, I'm just in my car, eh? So I'm doing an audio diary this week, Brew. Just real quick, because I'm driving back to the, uh, what is it, to the airport, eh? Because I'm running a bit late for my airplane. We've got to fly, Brew. I hate when I'm running late, eh? Oh, fucking bloody traffic here in Memphis, Brew. It's a bit on the nose, eh? It's just like you try to drive past that big pyramid, Brew, and it's like, God damn, Brew, where is this airport, eh? But to be honest, it might be just because my brain's a bit slurred from all this Memphis barbecue that I've been eating, man. I'll tell you what, Brew. I've had to get my dunny fixed in my house twice already this week. But it's okay, because it's now working, eh? And I had to use my next-door neighbours a couple of times, but shh, don't tell anybody, eh? Anyway, my hungies at the back are going great. I'll tell you what, I feel like this climate here, Brew, it's just perfect for it, eh? It's just like back home in NZ. At least at the moment, Brew, where it's not too hot, it's not too cold, it's just right, eh? It's just like Lord Brew. Oh, I can't wait for a new music, eh? Anyway, Brew, uh, look, before I get into a car crash here, before I get into this airport to go play Minnesota, Brew, uh, I better make sure that uh, my hungies are all good. They are. Yep, I just checked on them before I left. But I better make sure I don't crash. So I'll have to leave you to it there this week, Dory. And I'll check in with you next week, eh, Brew? So until then, Brew, cheer, cheer. Love, Stephen Adams, eh?